0: Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Renee A, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, February 2nd. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 59, the second paragraph, starting with, here are the steps we took through could restore us to sanity, or through step two, and we're taking comments on that section. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Jen P., 12 traditions, Justin C., and readers of the text are Monette M., Martha Z., and Katie G. The reference numbers for Wednesday, February 1st, are as follows the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,911, that's 19,911. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,912, or 19,912. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jen P. to read the 12 Mm -hmm. steps. Jen, thanks. Yes, thanks, Renee. Thanks for your
1: service. This is Jen P., compulsive recovering overeater from New Jersey. Through the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. in all our
0: affairs. Thank you for the service. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate you. Okay, now I'll ask Justin C. to read the 12 traditions. Justin? Hey,
2: everybody. This is Justin C., compulsive overreader from Charlotte, North Carolina. These are the 12 traditions of Overreaders Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us of those principles before personality. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Justin. Okay. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 59, second paragraph, starting with, here are the steps we took through could restore us to sanity. And then we're going to take comments on that section. And so with that, I am now going to ask Monette M. to begin reading that text for us. Monette? Good morning, Renee. Can I be heard? You sure can. Thank you.
3: I'm Monette M from um, Oklahoma and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity and uh yeah what a what a privilege to be able to comment and be the reader um as we start these uh, magnificent steps so yeah i uh believe that uh food was the first drug of choice for me as a young child, and um used food and um so I knew that I had a problem that you know with that was powerless over um over food and um and obviously as I got older and older um, just my life certainly became more unmanageable and um I just on step two um you know I grew up in a I grew up in a home where we went to you know we went to organized religion every time the doors were open and so I come in here believing that I, I believe, of course, I believe, but there's no faith, of, there's no action in, in how I was living my life or whatever. So so step one is, you know, two, I mean, step one, there's two parts to it. I have to admit, coming in, am I willing to admit that I'm powerless over food? And that, yeah, that my life has become unmanageable because when I can come in and I gain abstinence and I'm placed in this position of neutrality with food, then I'm still left with me, you know, the, the big book told me that food and, you know, it's just a symptom. I come in here totally emotionally stunted um, because I've used a substance outside of this power that lives inside of me and uh, to deal with life. And I don't I can't handle life without food or without us, but I can't handle life uh, with it. And so let's talk about a dilemma. I mean, I'm in this situation and so. So grateful when i walked into my first meeting of oa back in october of 1996 and there was a woman at the podium telling her story of experience strength and hope and i just just started doing the deal and i will tell you back then i just like i've heard on this call so many times i did it as a um a diet club with with support and um didn't really didn't really work the steps and so it took till 2013 for me to really get to that place of desperation and uh, absolute like surrender and powerlessness and knowing that I'm so powerless over food and man, my life is unmanageable. And then coming to believe in this power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. And of course, not just to, have, to be safe and protected and neutral with the food, um, but sanity in all the areas of my life. And that has certainly been a process um, for me and continues to be a process for me growing up, learning to live life on life's terms. And, but yes, every time that God, I feel that the God of my understanding is asking and I'm surrendering different parts of my life, my kid, my, you know, my finances, you know, my personal relationships, even my, my recovery, every time that there's a surrender, um, every time that there's a stepping up where I'm needing to, uh, um, to, believe yet again in this power for this area of my life i'm just being invited into a deeper relationship with the god of my understanding and i love what it said in the way agnostics a conscious companionship with my creator and so Jennifer, uh, it just gets getting sweeter and sweeter and more free the longer that i um, stay in these rooms and stay on these calls and i'm so grateful to be a part of this um part of this wonderful process and
0: thanks for letting me share uh, thank you appreciate you monette Okay, so before I take a list of names, uh, let me remind you that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in in order that others might share their experience too. So that means if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, please step back and let other people share. Okay, so who would like to share on that passage that we just read? Rick J.? Chris G. Janice N.
4: Melissa
5: C.
6: Jen A.
7: Harlan G. Susan C.
0: Okay, let me stop there and tell you who I got because I am sure that I have missed at least one or two people. I've got um sometimes only first names. So Rick J, Chris, um Melissa, Jen A, Harlan, and Susan. Who else did I miss? Janice S. Okay, Janice. Nancy R. Okay, let's stop right there. We've got, we've got a good list of names. That's a great lineup. Um, so let me give you the lineup, and then we'll get started with sharing. So I've got Rick J., Chris, Melissa C., Jen A., Harlan, Susan, Janice, and Nancy R. Now, if I didn't give your initial um or even if I did, could you give that to us when you share along with your state? We'd really appreciate that. Okay, Rick, you're up.
8: Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Rick J. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And yeah, the um here are the steps we took, um, which are suggested as a program of recovery and you know, I don't have to take these steps um, if I don't want to, but if I want to recover, I do, and they lay it out beautifully. And it all starts for me. It's you know everything that I've built, all this this spiritual structure, this house that that I'm building that I want to live in today. It's based on a foundation of complete belief. I believe that I'm powerless and I understand that. I, I have this this belief system in place. I know that I'm powerless over food and that my life has become unmanageable. Now we've all heard all different stories about what that powerlessness and unmanageability look like. And you know, and it varies <laughs> wildly, you know, from, from different people. But you know, the one thing the common denominator for me is that you know, I am powerless, and my life had become unmanageable, and I have to own that and understand what that looked like for me and to own that for me. And, you know, it's it says in the um, the AA 12 and 12 that, you know, these uh, these steps are never going to be worked with perfection. Only step one where we made the 100% admission we were powerless can be practiced with absolute perfection. And so sometimes when I feel like I just want to do something perfectly, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can work step one perfectly, and and I do that every day. I understand that belief system never goes away. I don't have to rework it. It's just a part of me. It's ingrained into me. And then the belief that a power – only a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. So that's that belief system. I'm powerless, and… Only a power greater than myself will restore me to sanity, and I, I love the, you know the the visual aid for me is is on page twenty four and twenty five of the big book. You know, at the bottom of twenty four, it talks about, you know, we placed ourselves beyond human aid, and, you know, and then we're headed toward death and insanity. Um, you know, and then. If we are at this point, then there's no return to human aid, you know, and it, it reminds us again on the bottom of 25, there's no return to human aid. That's powerlessness right there. And and there is a solution. There is a solution to accept spiritual help, a power greater than ourselves. Spiritual is, is not human for me. It's beyond human. And that's what the only Another reminder that will save me and today I can say I'm recovered with gratitude without a path
0: thanks Rick Um, okay Uh, next up we're gonna have Chris uh, G and Chris you'll be followed by Melissa C go right ahead Chris okay thank you
9: Uh, thank you for uh, being here this morning and everyone that does service and thank you for those who have shared Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the first two words, we admitted. Uh, a couple of things. Um, um, when I first uh, looked at the steps, they were on a poster on the wall, and, and I immediately uh, changed the we to I. Uh, it's we admitted, we came, we made, we made, we admitted. That's so that it start, every step starts with the word we, and I changed it to I, and I tried to do it by myself. And then admitted for me. Sometimes admitted is, is saying it out loud, and sometimes admitted is uh, admitting that that I was wrong and you are right, or that I uh, I didn't have a hundred percent right, and and maybe maybe it's gray, you know. But admitting admitting is is a, is a change. Admitting is is um, yeah saying it out loud, saying it out loud. So knowing that things are different. We, um, we say what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. And so I have to admit that I had a problem with food and that I couldn't fix that myself by myself with I. And I needed the we, and I still need the we. And so uh, we admitted we were powerless over food, and we admitted our lives were unmanageable. Those are two big things to think about. And so with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Chris. Okay, up next we'll hear from Melissa C. And Melissa, you'll be followed by Jen A. Good morning, Melissa.
10: Well, hi. Good morning. This is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and thanks, Renee, so much for your service this morning. And um, you know, I, I read this and I think I'm so grateful that I have a program, <laughs> like a program of recovery, and. You know, and I, for a long time, I had this, um, I didn't really know what program meant. Like I thought it meant like a room that I hung out at, you know, once a week or maybe twice a week um, and talked with some fellows and maybe had a food plan and and that, you know, and then we we all said, oh, like we're in this program, you know, "Are are you back in program? Yes, I'm in program. And then I, like, come to find out what is program, program of the steps. You know, it's these steps that I've taken that I consistently take so that I can have a relationship with power, right, so that I can have this profound transformative experience so that I'm not, you know, I'm not living that same old life that I used to have. And, you know, and I just think um, I love I love these steps and I love having a program, Um because it gives structure to my life. It gives me that which I did not have before. And, you know, and I think, like, step one, um, so much of the text is devoted to step one because it's so crucial that I get it 100% in my head that um, that I'm seriously broken, you know, that I am the type with whom all other methods have failed completely and, you know, I love um, I love the AA twelve and twelve, especially for step one. One of the things it says, you know, power phrase is that our firm bedrock is built upon this foundation of our powerlessness, and I love that because what it tells me is that my whole bedrock, everything else that you know, that firm support that everything else is going to build upon, is based upon the understanding that I'm broken, right, that I, and so I require something quite different than what I needed before, and, you know, I used to not like this term that I was, it said, like, you know, um, restored to sanity, like in Step 2, the restoration to sanity, and I used to kind of not like being told that I was insane, because that's what it means if you need restoration to sanity, and then I think about, you know, being a compulsive overeater, eating myself in ways that, you know, are abusive to my own body. What could be crazier than that? Right? To be an intelligent person with all the knowledge about nutrition, with all the knowledge about what I need to do, and yet be unable on my own power to do it and to relate power. And um, and that's what these steps have given me. Thanks. With that I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa. Okay, up next we'll hear from Jen A, and Jen will be followed by Harlan G. Go right ahead, Jen.
6: Hey, Renee. Good morning. So good to hear your voice this morning. Thanks for taking the meeting. Um, my name is Jen A. I am recovered today by God's grace and mercy here in Colorado. And um, oh wow, my feet are sweating. Like this is so exciting um to read this and to actually uh share. What it was like you know when i came in here um i was very far from recovered didn't even know what the word recovered meant and didn't even know there was recovery and the program the practical program of action outlined in the big book of alcoholics anonymous and these steps is what saved my keister right um and it says they're suggested like i didn't have to use them but when the rubber met the road i realized that um you know i could no longer sit in the seat of denial that I had uh, become aware. God had made me more aware by going to these meetings and by hearing what you all had said. And then I could take that step of admission um, and admit that I was powerless over food, that my life had become unmanageable. There's no and in there. That's why they put the dash, right? The dash of my life. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, You know, and I, I just said in that back alleyway, like, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I can't, and tears running down my face, and I had to come to believe that there was something bigger than me out there that was going to restore me to sanity. I had to have hope, Um, and because I had come to these meetings and because I had heard these 12 steps and you all talking about it, I did have hope, and I continued to, to go through those steps, and I got recovered, and these are the steps that I take to stay recovered, I don't stop from going back to step one. In fact, I have my uh, 12 and 12 open to step two on my desk for the last couple of days because, you know, I'm, I'm going back through the steps and I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, can God restore me to sanity? I'm like, I am totally restored around the food. By the grace of God, I don't wish to take a bite. I don't want to take a bite. I don't wish to, you know, drink pills or take potions or do any of that crap anymore. But what is he going to restore me around today? And how can I come to believe in him even more and more today? You know, that sanity piece is huge for me because I'm an insane kind of girl on a daily basis. So I need God to rein me in and show me that I can still have sound mind and judgment and that I can come before people in my office and be reasonable. And I can be compatible with science, society. And I can make sound, rational judgments when I lean into God, when I turn into him. And that comes into tomorrow in that decision of what I'm going to do. But at the bottom of step two on page 33 of the 12 and 12, I was just reading before I got on the meeting. It says, therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us. So whether you're agnostic, atheist, or formal believer, we can stand together on this step. True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith, and every AA meeting or OA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to him. My time's up. Thanks,
0: Renee. Uh, Thank you, Jen. Okay. Um, Next up, we're going to hear from Harlan G. and Harlan, you'll be followed by Susan. Good morning, Harlan.
7: Good morning, Renee. Thank you for your service. Thank you for taking the meeting this morning. Uh, I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. My heart is exploding with gratitude today. On this date, February 2nd, 1979, 44 years ago, I came to my first OA meeting. And I have been a member of this organization for over half my life. But as I look to the first two steps, which is the subject of today's discussion, one of the mistakes that I made is seeing these steps as an event rather than as a process. What do I mean by that is this. I am powerless in different ways today than I was years ago because the food has its music. The food has its enchantment. And it comes to me in different ways, in different mediums through the years as my life changes. So I am as powerless today, after 24 years of abstinence, as I was on day one of life. And as I look at step two, and step one is the only step I have to work perfectly, step two came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity And I saw that as an event, and it is not an event. It's a process that lasts my lifetime because I need God more today than I did yesterday. But as the old song from the 60s says, but not as much as I'll need him tomorrow. And that there are areas in my life where I am broken and I have been savaged by this disease And arson has been committed to areas of my life that have putrefied because of this disease. And I didn't even know they were putrefied. I didn't know they were broken because all I could see when I came in here was food and weight, food and weight, food and weight. But the step does not say came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sobriety. Or abstinence, which have very low ceilings. It says sanity, which is all-encompassing, which is wholeness of mind. That God in his infinite wisdom and power doesn't just restore me to being able to eat normally. No, no, no. He goes well beyond that. And he starts to repair me if I will work the steps. So he repairs me in all areas of life, so I can live today a free man. Thanks, Renee, for everything that you do, and I'm passing with that. Thanks.
0: Ah, Thank you, Harlan. Okay, up next we'll hear from Susan. Susan, you'll be followed by Janice. Good morning, Susan.
11: Good morning. Can you hear me?
0: I sure can. Okay. Uh, This is
11: Susan C. from Pennsylvania. and. I woke up early this morning, and I do like a you know I take time for like meditation and a little bit of reading and um I was going into i guess the dark hall, which is you know looking at my past and seeing what it was you know that created this uh, food addiction and um you know, looking at my parents and all that kind of stuff. And then when we read these uh, two steps, I realized, well, like, I feel like, well, I manage my food, you know, but my life is unmanageable, you know, and it could be spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. And then I realized I was like dwelling in like self-pity. And that's where I think step two came in because I heard the speaker and I heard these steps and it was like, oh my gosh, that's... It, my thinking was going downward, spiraling downward. And when I heard this, it was like, okay, that, that seemed like that was my higher power saying to me, you're in self-pity you know, and um, that came to believe. So that's what occurred to me this morning. And it was like, okay, you know, I have to look at my whole life, relationships, all of it. And um, my life also is becoming saner, I have to say. more peaceful, more stable, and um, I have to say that's, you know, through the meetings and through, um, you know, just listening to other people. So thanks.
0: Thank you, Susan. Appreciate you. Okay. Uh up next we're gonna hear from Janice. Janice, you're gonna be followed by Nancy R. Go right ahead, Janice.
5: Good morning. My name is Janice S and I'm from Tennessee. Um very grateful to be on the call this morning. Um I am a um compulsive overeater recovered for right now. I um sometimes I get really excited, um when I get into the steps and the recovery part of, well, the recovery is everything. Uh, I, I, I I picture myself on top of my roof of my house just evangelizing the truth. And this is so much of it. And let me just go to here are the steps we took. I, I changed it to here are the steps I took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number 1 I admitted I was powerless. I, what does powerless mean? I mean it, it doesn't say I admitted I was weak. And I think for most of my most of my life I I looked at myself as weak because I couldn't stop eating by myself. But powerless does not mean that it means I was unable to control or set limits. You know, the ice and the snow have had recently come where I live here in Tennessee and I could not run out and put a, you know, a big piece of covering on the road I live on to prevent the ice from being on my road. I was unable to control the ice and the snow from coming. I was unable to control that. I was powerless. The very same thing is true with my... My addiction of overeating. I am powerless over that. Uh, it doesn't. It, it's just something that I. Ha, it's part of my addiction. It's part of my disease. Step two. Uh, uh, this is the, to me. It's the most underutilized step. Um, it, it's also, you know, I, I guess if I were to give any. When I talk to my sponsors, I, I encourage them. You know, let's don't underemphasize step two. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. When I first went through the steps, I remember saying that I did. But to really do it, it's it is a process. I can say it. I can read it. But when we start getting into it, and it comes more and more every day, the steps are not something that we just go through and we graduate. I have to do the steps all day, every day. I'm so grateful that I have the step work. I'm so grateful that you are here. And my life is infinitely better because, because of these steps. Thank you for the reminder. Thank you guys for being here with that. I close.
0: Thanks, Janice. Okay. Next up, we'll hear from Nancy R. And after Nancy shares with us, we'll take a new list of names. Go right ahead, Nancy. Good morning. It's Nancy R.
12: from Northwest Illinois. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, thankfully. Um. So the first two steps, uh, I lived in the first two steps um, for a long time without proceeding with the rest. And I'm so grateful that, that we have the rest of the steps. Um, so I um, I know that I am compulsive. I'm powerless over food and that my life is unmanageable. Like that is very humbling and very... It's a very dark place for me, even in that admission, because without the rest of the work, um, that's pretty hopeless. And that's what I was, I was hopeless, and I needed to, to know that, that I am hopeless, I am powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable in so many ways. And thank God there's more to it than that, and that step two comes and says, you know, I came to believe in a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. That's the beginning of the hope. And I stayed there for a long time. And each of my relapses where I knew, actually even more so after after the freedom of working these steps to go into relapse and to sit in step two, knowing that there's a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity and me not moving forward. You know, me saying, okay, God, yeah, I know you're there. And I know you'll restore me to sanity. And I see if I do this work that I can have freedom. But I'm not going to do it. And that's how sick I am in this disease. That's how um, powerless I am. That I can believe that there's a power required in myself that can restore me to sanity and and feel that hope and still not be willing to move forward. And as we move through the next few days, we're going to focus on the rest of the steps that give me a program, a way to connect with that God, a way to surrender to that power greater than myself, and um, say yes to the search party that that power is always sending out for me. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Okay, so we're going to take a new list of names here in just a minute. But real quickly, before we move on, if you hopped on late and you're kind of wondering where we're at, we're on page 59. We're um, starting with the second paragraph. It starts with, here are the steps we took. And then we're going through could restore us to sanity. So basically going through step two, and we're taking comments on that um, on that section right there. Um, okay, so before I take a new list of names, I want to remind you that we are really happy that you would like to share, but if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, we ask that you step back and let some other people have a chance. Let some other voices be heard. And with that, I'll uh, take a new list of names. Who wants to share on that? Tricia G. G from Trisha.
13: Boston. Tricia C.
0: Gloria G. You H. Did you get Katie G? Um, I got Katie G, Tricia C, and Gloria. Who else?
7: Tricia B Trisha
0: G. Cooley, I Loretta got
14: you.
0: H. Loretta,
15: I got you. Carmella G.
0: Carmella. Carla. I might be B. able to fit one more in. Who was that, C? Sharon. Carla. Okay. Who's got the last initial of C? Carla. Carla. Okay, Carla. All right, we're going to stop with Carla. Uh, and hope that we can get everybody in. So let me tell you who I heard. Um, I heard Katie G., Tricia C., Gloria, Cooley B., Loretta, Carmela, and Carla. Um, so Katie, uh, let's go ahead and start with you. And Katie, you'll be followed by Tricia. Go right ahead.
13: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. Recovered in Boston. And, um, oh my gosh, I wasn't even going to share, but I thought of all the things that I misunderstood about step one and two. The first thing I thought is that um, when I got abstinent from food only, that my life became manageable because I thought that the fact that you know my car was clean and I didn't have throw up in my bed and my budget started to match itself, I thought that that meant that my life was un—that my life was now manageable. But I—I I really have come to believe that you know m- my life—I am forever powerless, and that my life is forever unmanageable. I only have a new manager now, so I'm no longer in management of my life. Um, The other thing i really misunderstood was abstinence i thought that abstinence was the action of putting down flour and sugar but this is not no flour no sugar anonymous abstinence is the action of three parts refraining from addictive foods put them down number two refraining from addictive food behaviors And y'all know that I got trapped in that. I lost 15 pounds that I didn't have to lose by lying in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, saying I was recovered, and binging and purging on exercise. I could not stop for even one day, right? And number three, while working towards or maintaining a healthy body weight, I hate to say it, but my body weight, yeah, it's still a reflection of my recovery. It is. It is, you know, if I'm underweight, I'm a bad demonstration of OA and that's just the truth because it means I'm sick. It means I'm sick and powerless to me today means no more lies, no more ambiguity, no more thinking I can overeat on abstinent food. That doesn't exist. I'm either a compulsive overeater and I'm overeating compulsively or I'm not. There's no no in-between, no more diet thinking. Right? That is complete defeat, and I don't want to admit that, just like the AA 12 and 12 says. I also thought if I was in recovery, I was in recovery, but no steps, no recovery. If I'm not doing the steps, I'm not in recovery, right? And that was confusing for me. And then the other thing that was confusing for me is all the stories about insanity that I heard. People were like, you got to be 600 pounds. you got to be dead to be insane. The most unifying thing I've ever heard about what true insanity is, is that me, in a state of some sort of sobriety, putting that food back into my mouth. It's not about the extremes. Yes, that's insane, but those are symptoms. It's about just one thing. In that state of complete sobriety, putting that food or that behavior into my life and thinking I'm going to be okay without God, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Katie. Okay, up next we'll hear from Trisha. And Trisha, you'll be followed by Gloria. Good morning, Trisha.
16: Good morning, Renee. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everyone. Tricia C. It, uh, recovered in New Hampshire. <clears throat> I just, um, you know, I look at these first two and I also think uh, about what I didn't understand. You know, I came, okay, I, we were powerless over food and our lives had become unmanageable. So, I thought, okay, so I'm going to come into this program and I'm going to become powerful over food and my life will become manageable. Like, isn't that the point? And then came to believe a power greater than myself could restore me sanity. Okay, so this power will restore me to sanity and I'll be good to go and I'll be on my way. And I still think that sometimes. Like, so then I'll be powerful. So, basically, when I came here, I thought, I didn't realize I thought this, but I thought that I was just supposed to become a more powerful Trisha. Like, yep, that's what we're gonna do. I don't wanna be a person anymore who needs help. Like that was kind of me my whole life. Like, Trisha needs help. She's nurse. you know, I'm I'm Jim. I have the nervous disposition, right? And um I just wanted to be a person who didn't need help anymore. Um and that's not it at all. Like I thought <clears throat> I what I What I realize now today when I'm in like agnosticism is when I'm like, God, I just want to not need you anymore. I just want to be okay at this, this, and this. Can I just do this on my own? That's not what we're given here. What we're given is conscious contact with God so that we can live out our days, so that we can be useful to other people. But that's constantly with God's power. It's not that I'm going to be I'm going to suddenly be infused with Trisha power. Like, no, that's not going to help anybody. And it makes me look back. I love the paragraph. I'm always like, what's the paragraph that pre- precedes the steps? Cause it's got to be a big one, right? Cause he's going to introduce the steps to us. Remember that half measures avail us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon, complete abandon. Okay. God. So I'm abandoning my power. I'm abandoning my desire to be manageable by me, my life to be manageable by me. And I am going to abandon myself to you and understand that I need you. And that's okay. And that's not only okay, it's actually the way it's supposed to be. So I'm just learning now. I'm plugging into power. It's okay that I'm powerless because... If I'm powerless, I'll plug into power. If I'm not powerless, I'm not going to plug into anything. And I don't need to be more powerful. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Renee. Thank you, Tricia. Okay. Up next, we're going to hear from Gloria. And Gloria, you'll be followed by Cooley B. Good morning, Gloria.
4: Good morning and good morning, everyone. This is Gloria G from Conway, Arkansas, recovering compulsive over anorexic Um <clears throat> I went to a church conference this past weekend, and uh, one of the speakers told a story that perfectly aligns with step one. And um, it's about uh, this ancient people who were, uh, they were described as godless, ferocious, bloodthirsty and murderous. And um, they were, were approached by um some people and they um were they changed their ways they were converted unto God and and um they made a covenant or a promise with God that they would bury their weapons of war and take up their arms no more against their brother and um um their enemies fell upon them and um and they were tempted to get their weapons of war out and fight but they they remembered their, their promise and knew that God would take care of them. So when they came upon them, they just kneeled down on the earth and, um, and they were protected. And then he asked the question, what is your weapon of resistance? And that's keeping you from God's power in your life. And I thought about that. And I thought, well, it's my unmanageability and my powerlessness. That is my weapon of resistance. Because when I think I have the power, I think I can manage my life that's when, um, I cut myself off from, I like to call it the sunlight of the spirit. And, um, so every day I need to surrender and take that, that first step and, and, and remember that I am powerless over my food, over my life, over my finances, over my husband, over my job situation, everything, and put it all in his hands. And, Sometimes that's hard because I, I'm a control freak. I know I am, and I like to take it back. Um, but um, one day at a time, that's really what I'm living right now, just just for today. And that's what I was praying about last night. Just for today, keep me abstinent and, and sane. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Gloria. Okay. Up next, we're going to hear from Cooley B. And Cooley, you'll be followed by Loretta H. Go right ahead, Cooley.
14: Thank you, moderator. May I be heard? You may. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for such a beautiful meeting. I'm Cooley B. recovered by God's infinite love for today. Um, and... Um, you know, I, I was just thinking about what I learned when I first came to recovery over 40 years ago. And it was first you come. You keep coming. You come to the meetings. You come to the 12 steps. You come to the, all the suggestions that are given to you by your fellows, by the person you choose to walk this journey with. Sometimes we call them sponsors. And then you come too. How do you come to? You put down the food, and 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 then you come to believe by working the rest of the steps. And um, to me, you know, that idea that step one starts with "I am powerless," and so step two for me is turn the light on. Have faith that the light will come on, and why is it way up there at the beginning of the steps? Because you're gonna need that power. To go into the dangerous neighborhood of your past through step four and and that light will continue to shine if you keep practicing the rest of the steps um, coming to believe is is the most beautiful process in the world because there's so many beliefs, and I get to hear all the different manifestations of the creator and i get to to hear daily all the miracles that the creator does every day with people just like me and so i have hope and i live in hope and that's why i keep coming back and that's why i'm so grateful for this beautiful program and vision and particularly because i hear the voices of truth and recovery and i want some of that and i want it for you too And may you find him now. And uh, I'm out with that. Thank you for your service.
0: Thank you, Cooley. Okay, up next we'll hear from uh, Loretta H. Loretta, go right ahead. Renee, thank you. And
17: everybody on this line, along with my precious God, who is saving my life, Loretta H. in North Carolina. Last night, I was doing my 11-step review. Thank you, God, that I do that. And I was thinking about the turning point and the fork in the road. And I realized that OA actually taught me how to use a fork. And I put that in my 11-step last night because I did not know how to eat. And program has taught me how to eat. But that hopelessness, and that my life was unmanageable, that thing escapes me some days, especially when I'm in control. And I know I'm definitely powerless over the food because God has graced me with abstinence for over 22 years. But that hopelessness of my life is unmanageable. I still take that back because I never lost everything. But today, with God's grace and mercy, and because I get to sponsor and look at these steps over and over and over again, I can see where my life under my control and not God's corrective directive, can be a mess. And so I have to... Every single day turn my will and my life over to God because I am insane. I did come in for the vanity and I need to stay for the sanity. And today I the practicing of the principles in all my affairs is my abstinence. That's my abstinence. My food plan is a tool I still record and send that to somebody. But for me it's that building of human emotion that will bring me down again. So I have to every single day look at that in ten, eleven and then work with others so I can have that immunity against that first fight, Whatever that is, and it's usually my life, it has nothing to do with food, as everybody says it's the solution. The So today I abandon myself to God, and as the other share said just before me, may you find him now, because that is the only thing that will keep me abstinent and keep me
0: sane, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Okay, Carmela, I am really sorry. You have about one minute to share. Go right ahead, Carmella. Thank you so much, Renee. Carmella G gracefully recovered
15: from New York. Powerlessness. Step one was the most difficult step for me to take because I came into program at 67, as many of you know, and I was willful, I was powerful, I was arrogant. Today Through accepting and understanding that there is only one way for me to get power, and that is connecting with my higher power that I call God. And every morning, he feeds me that power because I am, thank you, to do his will, no longer Carmella's. And with that, I pass and and wish you a beautiful day. And thank you.
0: Thanks, Carmela. And Carla C., I do apologize. My math, apparently, is not great. I hope that you can stay on and share in the second hour. Um, I want to thank everyone who shared this morning. This was a great meeting. Um, Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, February 2nd, is 19,918. That's 19,918. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and that'll be followed by the serenity prayer. Will Martha Z. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Martha.
18: Thank you, Renee. This is Martha C. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. and keep you until then.